to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Today, I'm talking about the miracle question. It's a question therapists often use in therapy to help people see their lives from a different perspective. Focusing on solutions sometimes helps people start to make positive changes. So I'll explain what the question is, why it works so well in therapy, and how answering the question right now might elicit some positive changes in your own life. Here's the miracle question. It's a question that solution-focused therapists often ask their clients. The miracle is that the problem which brought you here is solved. However, because you were sleeping, you don't know that the miracle has happened. So when you wake up tomorrow morning, what will be different that will tell you that the miracle occurred and that the problem which brought you here is solved? Someone who's starting to come to therapy for depression might say that after the miracle, they would notice how energized they felt in the morning. They might look forward to getting out of bed and starting their day. Someone with social anxiety might say that they would notice that they were making plans with a friend and looking forward to doing social activities. Someone who started therapy because of a relationship problem might say they would wake up and enjoy breakfast with their partner for the first time in a long time. When people answer the miracle question, they usually identify some really small things that would clue them into the fact that the miracle had happened. Because, keep in mind, the miracle happened when they were asleep, so they had no idea that it occurred. The only way they learn about it is because they notice that things are different. They'll often say that they would feel differently, think differently, and behave differently. For some people, answering the miracle question is the first time that they've ever taken the time to imagine what life could be like if they didn't have this problem that's been plaguing them. For others, it's the first time that they thought about what they would be doing differently if they didn't have a specific problem. Just seeing a brighter future is enough to help some people start to feel better, and then they start creating that future. For other people, answering the question helps them identify changes that they want to make in their behavior. And they don't necessarily have to wait until they feel better to start doing that. They might be able to start doing those things right now. So sometimes a therapist will ask someone what someone else might notice when the miracle happens. Like, what would be the first thing your partner would notice? Or what would your mom notice after the miracle? For people who struggle to see the change within themselves, they might imagine someone else would notice the difference first. Someone with a relationship problem might say, you know, my partner would probably notice that I'd come home right after work and eat dinner with the family. Sometimes, though, people say things that are impossible. Like someone might say that their miracle would be that their grandmother hadn't actually passed away or that they'd never gotten divorced. In cases like that, the therapist will still ask things like, what would you be doing differently if that hadn't happened? Sometimes people can say if that horrible thing hadn't happened, they might still be having fun with friends or they might be enjoying time with family. So the challenge becomes talking about whether those things are still possible to do right now. On the surface, the miracle question sounds simple, but it's a huge part of what we call solution-focused therapy. 
Solution-focused therapy is short-term. Sometimes only eight therapy sessions or so are needed. Rather than look at all the problems someone has or rehash old emotional wounds from childhood, solution-focused therapy looks at what people could be doing differently right now. They focus on the solutions moving forward. But of course, you don't need to go to therapy to answer that question for yourself. You might benefit from just thinking about that miracle in your own life right now. Because so often we blame something for holding us back in life, an illness, a person, or an event. And sometimes we forget what life could be like if we got rid of the problem. Like we resolved a relationship issue, ditched an addiction, or didn't have a specific problem that feels like a dark cloud looming over us. But I've met plenty of clients who are afraid to imagine how life could be better for them. One man said, I don't dare let myself dream about a better life because it seems cruel. My life is never going to be good. Or a woman I worked with who said, it's out of my control, so there's no sense in imagining that things could get better. I don't want to get my hopes up. But both of those people eventually did find the courage to answer the miracle question for themselves. The answer, of course, didn't solve all of their problems, but it did give them a different idea of what life could be like. And it motivated them to start making some changes. I ask myself the miracle question sometimes, too. And when I do, I sometimes find that I'm making an excuse. I'm blaming something for my life not being the way I want. And while at that time, I don't always want to admit that it's the case, but it does help me come around and see that I have choices in how I respond to whatever it is that life's throwing my way. There's a lot of research on solution-focused therapy. And ultimately, the research has found that it tends to help people really quickly identify what they want in life while also helping them uncover their strengths and the resources that they might have forgotten even exist. Keep in mind, though, that asking yourself the miracle question isn't the same thing as having a vision board. I've talked before about the fact that there are times when visualizing success can actually backfire. Like, if you're about to run a race and you visualize yourself crossing the finish line, that may actually reduce your motivation. In that case, you should visualize yourself working hard and running even when you're tired. But your answer to the miracle question is different. You aren't imagining yourself winning a prize or achieving one specific thing. Instead, you're simply imagining what you'd notice about your life if the miracle occurred. It might involve kind of mundane things like, well, I'd be going to work every day. Or it might involve feeling differently, like saying other people would notice that you smile more often. Thinking about a positive future for yourself can be good for your mental health. The key is to visualize what you'd be doing differently if you were enjoying life, not that there would be great things necessarily happening to you. So visualizing yourself winning the lottery might not necessarily improve your life, but thinking about what you'd be doing differently if a miracle occurred might help you feel better. So give it a try. Ask yourself the miracle question right now and see what happens. In case you've forgotten, here it is one more time. Suppose that while you were sleeping tonight and the entire house is quiet, a miracle happens. The miracle is that your biggest problem is solved. However, because you're sleeping, you don't know that the miracle has happened. So when you wake up tomorrow morning, what will be different that will tell you that a miracle has happened and the problem is solved? Ask yourself that question this week and see what happens. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.